you know what the fuck is going on. This is episode 119 of Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, Rim McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone back in the day, and you know how that go. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Real McCoy KPZ and on Snapchat at Real McCoy Rebel. Did I miss any of my names at this point? <laughs> Cody. That's not one of your names. Got it. It's <laughs> not. It's... <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Cody. Did you, do, did you do your little tiny peanut thing? Oh, and little peanut. Shout out to Donnie. You know, <laughs> big, big dog Donnie gave me that name, so I'm going to hold that. Close to my heart. Skill Mikey. Little peanut yeah. shit. I'ma say pause. I'ma say pause though, low key about Russ? it. Paul. Paul. Oh, hmm. like the dude from Mad About You. All right. Um I'm the Bardman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Ken Universal, aka School Wars Q, aka the Progenitor, aka Russ the slightly smaller bus. <laughs> hey, let them know. Let them niggas know. Rush the mini bus. That's for all you right. out there. It's a, it's a little yellow bus at this point. Uh. <laughs> so bad. Russell the special bus. Right. Uh, all right. You can find me at. <laughs> shout, bus, shout it. Shout, bus, shout it. That's so bad. And shout out Brazil. Can... Wait, what? <laughs> you can. You can find me on the chatties of snaps as actually meh and meh. Uh, <laughs> what? Change my name because you niggas annoy me. Um, <laughs> and on IG at Candy Cupid at C I N C underscore C U P I D I T Y. That's for assuming your gender and username meh, not meh. Stupid dog. All right, man, listen, we are on Facebook, so you can find our Facebook group, Not Politically Correct Podcast, you feel me? We have a Facebook page, NPC Podcast, which you can like and, you know, all of that for internet numbers. Uh, we are on Twitter at Not PC Podcast, and we are on SoundCloud, the iTunes uh, podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, anything you can listen to shit on except for title because they're racist. You can find us there. Just type in Not Politically Correct Podcast. We'll come up. You can listen to us. You can leave a comment. You can rate us. All that good shit. Uh, I promise we won't change because of the comment, but we will read your comment. And even as I'm saying this, I'm lying as well. So, yeah, you know, whatever. (laughs) Lying Larry. Right, exactly. And now it's time for... And McCoy has COVID. Seizure and author. Cody, appreciate how I try to make your... Your segment important, man. I want to make it, you know, it's just like the bi weekly headache you give. (laughs) Fuck you, you know, Russell. Do you feel this way? I will. What happened? Exactly. There we go. Sports, (laughs) they're a thing. Um, uh, all right. So, two things I want to discuss. Uh, one, uh, yeah, we've been gone for a while. So, Kyrie Irving, not related to Michael, I do not think. Uh, so basically, if, if, if y'all don't know, he, uh, is a woke person or something like that, but <laughs> y'all, he's, y'all he's very, 
I was well, going to say they couldn't see the quotations that Cody just did when he said woke person. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not like, I'm not exaggerating that. He's, uh, he's very big into religion, uh, heritages, um, ethnicity, learning, culture, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, being one with thyself and shit. Like, <laughs> he, he reads like biblical philosophy shit and will dunk on you. So that's the kind of guy he is. Um, so he his Instagram is kind of like I don't know I don't see too much context clues but he'll post a lot of like pictures or like quotes or stuff like that of you know what I just said and he recently um, was digging into his name Kyrie and like I don't know behind it and origins and what it means and across multiple cultures and whatnot and found this documentary correct me if I'm wrong about like a uh, something anti-semitic about it I, I know nothing of it i just know i heard it was anti-semitic and blah 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 not to blah 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 anti-semitism or whatnot but that's what my mouthwash is nope that's antiseptic anywho uh so <laughs> so they thought i don't know who they is but they thought that uh oh you know who they Irie is was from <laughs> karen's <laughs> male karen's uh they were. They thought that he was promoting anti-Semitism, and that's not what he was doing. And he's even said that, and like explains and stuff. And I don't know. It's just this whole debacle and stupid and dumb and whole back and forth. And it ended up with uh, him getting, I think, suspended a little bit and a fine. And uh, Nike just dropped him, and he just had like a release saying, like, you know, I'm free, thank you, kind of thing, which. I don't know what he was pigeonholed to, like, yeah, you know, whatever. But I don't want to bring up Kanye's name with that. <laughs> it's a whole other thing. But, yeah, man. So I heard that he's now – so they suspended him for, like, five games, and then he came back recently. He came back the other night. I think it was, like, a little bit more than five games. But he came back the other night, and if I'm not mistaken, he had on shoes that had no logo, and he said, thank God I'm free on the shoe. Right. Um. I I don't want to get into the anti anti Jew looking looking at I don't want to get into that shit but like I am just appreciative of the fact that they you know let him back in the league let him play because I mean if we're gonna be real about it the shit's still on Amazon so I mean motherfuckers are still well and that's the thing you gotta blame Kyrie for just put, and he didn't again he didn't promote nothing right exactly. but then. Amazon came out and said, like, yes, we're still going to sell this product. I mean, they're putting it up for sale. Why wouldn't we? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? And yeah. they're like, but y'all gonna obviously still keep buying Amazon stuff. You're going to be, like, swearing up and down, like, don't buy from Sweatshop, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Here's my iPhone. Here's my Nike. Here's my... <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, bro. They still listen to R. Kelly, so who cares? Right. Oh! That... R. Not Kelly. Ha, ha, ha. Cody's a dad, so he make dad jokes. I know, sir. That's my little rant. What really grinds my gears? Anything else on the Kyrie say? Um, shout out to Kyrie Irving for being back, able to play basketball. Also, wait a minute. So, remember they when he didn't want to take the shot, the vaccine, and they suspended him? Mm-hmm. So, New York passed a law that everybody that was told they couldn't work because of not taking the shot 
since the shot was to a certain level, on, like only effective to a very you know certain level. Um, New York passed, and I'm pretty sure New York is a blue state, but they passed that every like all people that were fired or told they couldn't go to work and shit because of the shock thing have to be rehired and get back pay. So that some, first half didn't really make sense to me, but the second half, like, damn, that's a lot of money. Exactly, and and Kyrie lost almost a hundred million dollars for not playing. Um, on was I think it was home games or away games. One of the, one of those games he couldn't play, you know, during COVID because he wasn't going to take the shot. And so, I'm pretty sure I'm like I'm not a, a fucking lawyer or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure because he works in in the state of New York, then the they have to pay him that back pay. So. Well. I feel like knowing the NBA, they're probably trying to finagle that. Finagle, for sure. Well, actually, an organization, you know, and it's a little... Right, exactly. Privately owned organization, so therefore, you don't get shit. Look at that. So, yes, I... But you know who would take the shot? It's Kobe Bryant, because no one's going to stop him from taking the shot. Three-pointer, downtown, (laughs) buzzer beater. I was going to make a really gruesome joke, but I won't, because that's your hero. Because you're not T.S., I'm not to yet. I same, 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 but also not same because bugs are nasty. So, so yeah, when we were saying they and stuff, and those male Karens, and also that whole Kyrie thing, uh, Jerry Jones, <laughs> bitch. The, Excuse me. <laughs> thank you. That is his middle name, Jerry <laughs> bitch, bitch Jones. <laughs> bitch. Shout out, J Cole. <laughs> bitch. That would be that would be too short, but yes, shout, shout out. No. And uh, forbidden fruit. Yeah, no, but I he found my new admin. Russell, educate him, please. No, I'm just, I'm I got this. Take a little sip, drip, flip. All right. So Jerry Jones was uh, a recent photo was released. I think it was in 1957, um, and it was uh, a group of people, including Jerry Jones, and he was on the side of like segregators and this and that. And uh, I. For one, I don't know why it's news or big news or why people are surprised because I always thought that that uh, you know the Cowboys organization or fans or such you know just like you're racist like it's kind of like Boston Celtics fans or you know it's like, yep 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 I mean he's an owner of a football season nonetheless too it's like you know someone I think it was Michael Che who's like. You, yeah, I thought it was really astonishing to know, like, this rich white guy that owns a lot of tall, muscular black men to play on his field was caught <laughs> in this scandal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But then LeBron came out saying, like, I need you guys to keep the same energy that you did for Kyrie because you guys aren't speaking about this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that kind of does play hand in hand like that. Yeah, no, I, I respect LeBron for saying that. I, I saw that interview. And he was like, I have a question for you guys. He was real smooth with it, too. He was kind of, I mean, it was just kind of, the only thing I think was dumb was like, white guys are, aren't asking me about Jerry Jones. I'm like, because that's football. You're playing uh, basketball. <laughs> right, no, no, and I thought Why that. But see, here's the thing. When when the shit with Colin Kaepernick was happening, everybody mm-hmm. got asked about it. Not just not just football players. They were asking I about wonder. I yeah. wonder if that's because basketball players started wearing 
t-shirts while warming up and stuff like that to oh you yeah know, kind of speak yeah. on that yeah, too yeah for sure for sure for sure it, i mean yeah it's a I, I feel it too it's a real it's a really weird weird situation but i respect uh lebron for saying like y'all not asking me questions about that like yeah. you know even though like you said even though it's a different sport i just uh respect him for kind of speaking out and just saying keep the same energy because i don't really watch or see too many football interviews i don't know why but i don't see too many football interviews myself so i don't know if they're it's, asking about that in football either so yeah it's usually sideline stuff you know they'll do yeah. a post-game interview with like yeah. a few people or in the locker room but they don't see like a sit down at a table like at a basketball game damn and they do that like it is so weird that they do that after like mostly every basketball game because like there's 82 games not to mention if you make it to the playoffs you got to do that so you got to play a game and then go to straight to the you know what i'm saying like that's I mean, hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right, exactly. Y'all are making millions of dollars, so I can't, you know, whatever. Do your press release, bro. <laughs> yeah. But what else in sports, man? Uh, the only other thing I got left is uh, another. I feel like somewhat controversial. Brittany Griner is coming back. We uh, did the next. I'm sorry, go ahead. Say your, say your shit, say your shit, go ahead. I'm sorry. It is good news. Uh, the controversial part, though, is the exchange that we have because we're getting her in exchange for a Russian's arms dealer. And that is, I'm like, what? Which, I mean, I, I don't know the whole ins and outs and stuff like that on each side, but, um, like, what Russia was pulling and what we're pulling, stuff like that, and who's <laughs> who we got to offer, why we even have people hostage or whatnot's going on that's dumb but you know right um, i do think it's kind of silly like someone who's selling guns illegally to kill people versus Brittany Griner. okay okay yeah there was like it's crazy how um this trade is Brittany Griner for john wick i was cracking up <laughs> <laughs> not Brittany Griner for john Wick. okay Okay. John Rick. <laughs> it's John, John Rick. John Rick. Look at John Rick. Sports. Look at ass. Um. All right. So listen. Shout out Brittany Griner for coming home. Shout out. Uh, shout. <laughs> I just lose it. So shout out her for coming home. Shout out the United States for doing their job because that's politics. I think we've traded people before. We will continue to trade people. If you know we have two prisoners, we. But here's for, my for a first round pick, <laughs> right? Exactly. And somebody was like, "This is the first time an NBA uh, trade has actually mm-hmm. a WNBA trade has actually went through." Um, I feel like this, and this is this is my this is my thing, and don't hate me, world, but I'm okay with I'm okay with her coming home. I'm even okay with us trading the arms dealer because he only had a few more years left, and he was going to be released anyways back to Russia. He only had like five, like six or seven years left. So he was coming. He was coming home anyways. That's the thing. Unless somebody killed him in jail. So <laughs> in like, five, six, or seven years. Right, right. He was he was coming home to That's just, half an adult. No. <laughs> That's a little tired. He got he got kids and shit. Um, so he was gonna come home eventually. I mean, it wasn't like he was gonna like die in prison. Actually. He didn't he didn't have life or some shit. Yeah, but we don't know. There's five or six or seven years that he could have died. <laughs> all that intentionals. All that uh, prison food is not good for you. Um, my my only issue is this, and I feel like I should look this, look this up because I don't know his name. His name is Paul something, but there is another prisoner of war. Not even I don't know who called a prisoner of war, but another U.S. citizen that is in 
prison in Russia and has been for five years. Okay. And my issue okay. is that, and you know how I am about celebrity worship, celebrity this, celebrity that. Yeah, you love it. Hurt. Fucking, <laughs> I, I will smack you, Cody. I was going to say kill, but I don't know. That's kind of harsh. I, so. And they're going to arrest you and then trade you for another. Exactly. I'm going straight to Russia looking at it. They're going to cut my dreads off. Um, she doesn't have dreads. In balls and you're saying dreads that just threw me off. <laughs> she doesn't have dreads anymore, just so you guys know. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Dude, it's a, really to, to get ready for the Russian winter. I'm like, wouldn't you want long hair? I don't get that. Exactly. Unless it's like so ice and snow doesn't get stuck to it. Yeah, who knows? Um, but my issue is that her her American celebrity made her skip the line of somebody who's over there before right. her, and he was actually yeah. doing work for the American government. You know what I'm saying? And I'm okay. I'm okay mm. with Brittany Garner coming home. She has family. She's a human. No one wants to be in that situation. My issue is that we should have been working out somewhere. They both come home. If the if the attention is now like let's get our prisoners back, let's get Brittany Garner, let's get Paul, right. whatever his name is, back, and whoever else you might have sitting over there. Rosenberg. It would, right. It, wait. That, no, it's not. Fuck you, Cody. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. Wait a minute. No. Um, I just didn't think it was fair. On, on the part of the other American that's already there. But I don't think... Well, let me tell you something that I can say repeatedly as a dad. <laughs> Life isn't fair. You want to know what a fair is? Fair something with popcorn and and donkeys and circus. Hair. Okay. You've been practicing this, huh? You've been waiting this well, out, right? Okay. I, just listen, man. So, so again, it's not, it's not a negative on Brittany Garner. Griner. Griner, Garner, Griner, Griner. Griner. Don't. <laughs> it's not a negative on her and, it, and her website. It's a negative on the way we, again, worship those who entertain us. Because realistically, that guy should have been coming home before Britney. That's just real. But I'm not here to argue on the internet with nobody about it. You know, I'm not here to like debate about it. It's just, I just see that it's not fit. You know what I'm saying? Because imagine if I was there. And Jay-Z was there. Jay-Z's coming home before me. It's what I just realized <laughs> is that if I had been there 10 years and Jay-Z had been there six months, Jay-Z's coming home before me. You know what I'm saying? And and it's not a and it's not a race thing because the other guy is white. It's it's a celebrity, it's an American celebrity uh of like obsession that we have. And I have a I have a mad issue with that. That's not okay. It's not fair because that man ain't seen his family in five years, and she was gone for ten months. So what what's the what's the the logic in any of this? Is what I'm saying. So I, again, I'm not here to debate or argue with nobody about it, but I am here to say that that's not fair to me. I don't think that that's I don't think she should be home before him. I think they both should be here because people are getting so riled up. What like of course you wouldn't. Want to be? Of course, I wouldn't want to be. I don't want any Americans trapped in Russia. You know, that's like our, the biggest superpower. That is, them in China, like, don't fuck with us. So anybody trapped over there, know who knows what's happening to them. But like everybody else fucks with us, they just think we're idiots. <laughs> eh, pretty much, though. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get trapped over there or in some Middle Eastern country that actually like Iran or some shit. But like, um, but yeah, again, I just think it's that. I really think that that's unfair on the part of the other prisoner of war who's been there longer than her. But shout out Brittany Griner, Gardner, Grinder, whatever her name is. Griner. Um, shout out her and her. I'm hoping that, you know, her and her family can get through this. She's off, you know, they're offering her 
medical, like mental and medical um, attention, you know, free on the, on the part of the government. So that's cool, you know, whatever. But again, just uh, I disagree though. But all right. What you disagree with, with with me? I disagree with you. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, speak your speak your mind. You were allowed to disagree with us, so please speak your mind, bro. Spreckin' Z dick. So no. Um, <laughs> he said, "Fuck no, use a bitch." And I'm done. And I'm gonna fight you when I see you because I'm strong. No, okay. no, I was just talking about the Spreckin' shit. No, <laughs> Spreaker or, or Spreckers stepbrothers. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm just talking with you. Um, the only thing I don't disagree with, I I agree that um, both of them should be brought home, but I don't think one should be prioritized over the other in this case, honestly. Um, the thing about it is uh, Brittany was a casualty of an under, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, an underground war. Oh, Whereas I know what you mean. the yeah. other prisoner of war, it was due to us fucking with each other. You know what I'm saying? And so that that's just the results of of being at at each, at odds with each other. But the Brittany Griner thing was pushed so much out of of um, proportion for that little thing. You know, <clears throat> people always say, you know, yeah, do do your due diligence and research and da da da, and mm-hmm. and leave the shit at home just because you know it's not somewhere that you know all the laws to, so yeah. it's just like better to err on the side of caution. Right. But Russia took full advantage of that. And that's what is different in this case for me. Um the other the other prisoner really did some shit to get right. locked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um whereas Brittany was just like it was a convenient thing for Russia to get something out of the US. Because of the shit um, that was going on with the Ukraine and all that other shit. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Because of that whole stupid situation in which the US shouldn't have been a part of yeah. in the first place. But because we feel we are the police of the world, we always get ourselves into some shit. Yeah, I feel like, you know, like how the, what they say, cannabis, hashish oil, whatever, blah, 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 that shit, that, you know, I agree with you saying, like, you got to check with what you're doing. It clearly wasn't legal in Russia and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. However, it's like, dude, what's the big deal? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a parking ticket turned into five years in prison or something like that. Right. I feel like because of the Russian Ukraine war, it was just more so like a wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, you know what? I think we're, you're both kind of right. I, no, I mean, I agree I, with you know, you. Russ, you know, Russ, I get exactly what you're saying. And before I've thought about not, not the, I didn't really kind of grasp the fact that she was kind of captured during the Ukraine craziness and shit earlier in the, you know, spring and shit, all of that. So I kind of agree with you there. I, I agree with you to a, to, to a degree, to a degree. Um, he was, he was doing a job for, for the U S got caught and you're supposed to know, you know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. I, I get that. I get that. So I'm not saying you, I'm not saying you, I'm not even saying I disagree a hundred percent, but I do see your viewpoint on that in a sense that she was kind of a casualty of war mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. So yeah, no, that's, that's, that's real. That's real. Um, I just, especially with all the espionage that's going on between, uh, those two countries, well, these two countries in, in particular, um, Russia and the U.S., you know, fucking with the election and all this, just the espionage that's been going on between these two countries and the history For of 60 it. For year, 60 um, plus years, man. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was bound to be people caught and be stuck on the wrong side. But her case is just a catalyst to either start another war or to um, just 
basically blackmail the U.S. into giving what Russia wants. And because, and I agree with you on this one, because we worship celebrities over here in this country as a general, um, that was the perfect tool to use against the U.S. You're right. You're right. Especially when we're going through the whole controversy of the WNBA needs to be paid more. Why? You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of shit all at once that Russia took advantage of. Right. No, for sure. For sure. Damn. Okay. You know what? This is a very productive uh, segment because I can see what you're saying has so much logic that I can't even argue with that. I still don't feel good about her getting (laughs) out first. Don't get that... No, 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 no. With I, like, there, there definitely is a gray area. No, but I mean, he, he's right. If you're a cat, like he was, he was doing a legal. All I'm saying is the, <laughs> the gray area to you is what circles and cycles is to TS. Okay, just, no, I got it. <laughs> so I just I'm gonna shut up. Shout out TS. Right. I'm gonna shut up. It, but it, yeah. It'd be like this. So you, there's a specific McDonald's that gets robbed every day at the same time, um, and you know. You know that shit gets robbed at the same time, and you go there and you get stuck. Uh, but then it's another thing if that McDonald's gets robbed at the same time every time, and then all of a sudden a Burger King gets robbed three hours later, and you're stuck, and now you have to, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, no, for sure, totally. It, it's it's not the same situation. Yeah, but you just happen to be in the same predicament. Yep, yep. And I think with she only went over there to play basketball, which is her skill. She only went over there to do that, and it's like she is. Only had to do that. Not no no. I'm not a WNBA fan. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not a WNBA fan. They don't make it. They don't make a lot of money. They don't. But they don't fill seats. So that's that. Anywho, anywho, she was only over there to make more income because they don't pay a WNBA stars a lot over here. Okay, so there's a lot of controversy on that as well. So yeah, it's like you you right you right, Russ. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. That's uh, I, I feel it, and I'm glad you kind of explained it that way because I hadn't really thought about the ramifications of what the other guy was doing. So I still don't feel good about it, but I do understand the logic behind it. And so I know for me, I know when the, when my emotion is is the leader in my thought, and I can recognize that and say, okay, damn, all right. And I think my emotion of the celebrity shit is the leader in my thought here because I'm like, stop treating them better than other humans. And I've, that's my kind of speech in life. So I think it's transferring over here. But what you said is definitely um, when you talk about the specifics of war and being at odds mm-hmm. with other countries and politics and that, in that nature, this is definitely, it makes a lot of sense. So, damn. All right. Any more for Spiggy Sports? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're not going to transition me? Damn, bro. I, you don't love me? I don't no? know what we're supposed to listen to. Or we're supposed you, to not listen to. You know exactly. Okay, we haven't recorded in like six weeks, y'all. Y'all know because y'all listen to us. The, the the proud, the few, the brave. Um. So, oh God, there's a lot. There's a lot here. Okay, so y'all gonna have to excuse me for my long windedness this episode because I got an amazing album, but I have something else I have to talk about before we start. So, so before we get into this week's album review, there is uh, this thing that we must go over we have not potted in almost two months and in that time the rapper takeoff of the migos was murdered in houston he unsended he uns oh god here we go he set off looking at us um, can i say something might be unpopular opinion or whatnot uh, go ahead go ahead 
I don't get the big deal or hype over people talking about takeoff being dead. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like DMX, I understand completely. It's like, you know, Prince, yeah, I get it. You know, these are people people ah. that are important, impactful, people love them, but a lot takeoff or any of those Migoses, me guys, <laughs> me fellas, they uh Nintendo me. All right. They I don't know much about them and I don't I mean, I'm sure there's people that listen to them, but you know, they just Came for a few years, had some trap music that nobody could barely understand. Had one hit song. Why are you said? I mean, not like, yeah, let's kill them, but you know, but like, why are you like this distraught that some, you know, that they died? Like, oh, we gotta take a moment of silence, kind of thing, you know? Okay, and that's a fair statement. Um, the views and opinions expressed by Cody do not reflect the whole uh, NPC podcast, but <clears throat> just half of the three. Just so. I'm going to, we're actually going to talk about those two things. Um, I had a lot I wanted to say prior to this pod, but I have condensed that to saying two of the most important things to me as a lover of music and as a member of the culture of hip hop. Okay. <clears throat> Takeoff changed rap music. Hmm. When, the, when the Migos emerged, in the early 2010s, there were people who loved and people who hated, <clears throat> Cody, what they brought to the culture. But one thing... But one thing was for sure. They were actively participating in and shifting said culture, hence naming their first album trilogy or naming their album trilogy culture. The triplet raps or the Migos flow, as many people of this current generation have come to call it, was not invented by Takeoff. It can be traced back as far as uh, Lord Infamous of 3-6 Mafia and all of Bone Thugs and Harmony, especially just listen to their first single, uh, the first of the month, beginning in the 90s. But maybe even further than that, I haven't even, you know, chopped in, tapped in. I heard, as I was doing my research, I heard somebody say Public Enemy, but I didn't listen to the song. Um, but also, I'm, uh, you know, it's what it is. It Everything that happens is, what, what did Ludacris say? Everything that happens is like, happened before, is like second row has come around before so whatever but what did happen is he embraced that flow and gave it to the other other migos this has been said by both quavo and offset that they got that flow from him he reintroduced that flow to this generation of fans and it went from what was once a niche flow um used by one or two rappers or those rappers crews to everyone adopting it the influx of MCs rhyming in that style came from the Migos, and the Migos as a group got it from Take. There are many rappers, even in the very commercial and reaching aspect in the history of this culture, that rap but never do one thing to move the needle, let alone change or shift it. This shifted rap. And I can speak on that because I was there in the mid, like we were, I was in the midst of it. I remember having to erase raps or, 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 throw away raps because I'm like oh shit I'm rapping like the Migos like it was like the flow was bleeding through that's just that's just facts that's just that's just facts you can I can name everybody from you know ASAP Rocky to motherfucking Absol to newer rappers uh from Jay-Z like there are songs where every rapper tried to sound tried to do the triplet flow in the 90s it was just Lord Infamous and Bone, Bone, you know, Bone, Bone was doing that. 
It was kind of their little niche thing, like they were different, how they were different from everybody else. But the Migos made it a universal thing. The second thing, Takeoff and the Migos deserve their flowers. Unlike what Cody said, I said the views and opinions expressed by Cody don't really reflect the rest of the pop. We can have a hip hop purist debate for years and years about who was the GOAT and what qualifies a person to be there. But one thing that is undeniable is that the Migos are the most influential rap group of the modern era. I'm not talking about of all time because we got Tribe, we got Wu-Tang. We got, you know, uh, Outkast, which is a duo. I'm not even talking about duos. I'm talking about groups, two more than two people. Not one rap group can, can be compared to the success that they have had as a group in this era. From having the biggest names in the industry trying to sound like them to even working with the biggest names in the industry. From Gucci, man, to Beyonce. No group in this generation has done what they have. So... We like to diminish and take away from, you know, them because we, what it is, is it's, it's, we have a thing with the purity of hip, of hip hop. And a lot of people don't want to accept things change, times change, and everybody's not going to rap how they did in like 1994. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, we have an issue with the growth in hip hop. We don't have an issue with it in like rock or other genres, but hip hop is like, bro, they're doing something different. We can't. But it, but it's the thing is, they felt like this in the '90s when Snoop when Snoop and, and and when Snoop and Gangsta Rap came, all the uh, there were elders from the '80s. They were like, "What the fuck are they doing? Why are they talking about women like this? all the other other shit?" You know what I'm saying? Then when the fucking hipster wave happened with Cuddy and all them niggas with the tight jeans, niggas was on their ass. They're like, "Why are they doing this? Why is this happening?" But we love Cuddy now. But niggas was on their ass in the beginning just because of the way they dressed. Not even people, not even just the music, but also just the way they looked, the style they had. Niggas was like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So you get in the 2010s and niggas is, mumble rap comes from the root of niggas doing drugs. Okay, that's, that's like, let's be real. That's just an American thing. But niggas doing lean slurring their words niggas in the south understood niggas who do lean and shit understood them shout out dj screw screwed up click in houston niggas who did drugs and shit understood it because it's just you're just slurred because you high off you know whatever the fuck you're high off of so it's not far-fetched that a motherfucker could take a moment to listen to young thug i was like bro i don't when they first came out i said what the fuck is this nigga doing i hated young thug when he first came out and if you know me now, you know, I think Young Thug is top 10 of the, current, of the last decade. I don't care what nobody says. That's just me. So my point is, we can't diminish what the Migos have done. And I think Takeoff, losing Takeoff, who was kind of the, the, the heart of that group. He was the quiet one, but he was the heart of the group. You know what I'm saying? Losing Takeoff is the Migos won't be the same. And I think we lost somebody who was influential in the background of rap. So... RP Takeoff, the young legend, whether you respect it or not, I'm going to say the young legend. Cody, do you have any more words? Because you said you disagree about something. Uh, yeah, the part where you said that um, growth or change in music is only reflected from rap and people in other genres are okay with it. That's the part that is wrong. Okay. It's like... Uh, 
I don't know any gender that doesn't handle it the same that way. I mean, there's change and growth. There's going to be people that notice it and say like, I'm not. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I, they, so it, 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 it does, it does happen in other genres. I just feel like it's more of a, there's so much fucking battling between the youth and the, and the elder statesmen in hip hop. It's like every other day. It's, you know what I mean? Like, of course, when things, people it, don't like change. So when things change from what we know them to be, who was already here to be like, hey, that's not how you do that, you know? And it and it does happen in rock music. It definitely happened in rock um, and other genres as well. So it doesn't just happen in rap. I just feel like it's such a battle in rap. The battle between the, the, the elders and the youth in rap is like the fucking, God, the fucking gender wars on the internet. I hate that shit. I hate it. I'm like, shut Bitch and nigga, shut up, please. Both of y'all. Like, and that's how I feel about the, the shit that happens in, in in rap it's like cue that kendrick song fuck you nigga. yeah yeah shout out kendrick for that song because it was like damn like it, it i li- literally just sidebar i fucking the music it. video did not need to be had though <laughs> that was a waste of money dude <laughs> i need to watch two people arguing when we heard it all <laughs> it, it is it, it's very traumatic loki it's very oh, but yeah so i Again, my pop members are a right today. We have a a right Russell and a right Cody. But I but I do think that it's more prevalent in rap for some odd reason. Like there's this, I don't know if it's because it's hip hop and like Andre 3000 was like the word hip hop. You can't be too hip hop after a certain age because one of the key words in hip hop is hip. You have to be of the youth to really be hip type shit. So it, you know it kind of grows out of a phase. He said, and I think that whether you believe that or not. It's always gonna be some of the young niggas fighting the old niggas. Well, that's because young niggas is dumb. But you know, <laughs> and you sound like you sound like when women say all men are shit. <laughs> so I feel that. But <laughs> um, so yes, that. But well, oh. mine is based in logic. Oh yeah, well yeah. That there you go. You win there. You win there. You win there. Says women. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Um, they definitely don't say that shit. Right. They don't know how. Look at that. <laughs> they don't know how. Um. Okay, but I'm a. That's all I want to say about takeoff because I do have an album to read, but I just wanted to tap into that because it happened and it happened in past, and we Oof, weren't here to. It, that's over with. Either be. Right, oh, we'll I'm not take off to the next next part. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> we don't want to offset you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the fourth quarter releases are upon us. Traditionally, the big dogs that we know will sell drop around this time because their albums would make good gifts during the holidays. Well, (laughs) now we are in the streaming era, but the big dogs are still dropping because the best-selling artist in the digital era is back. I'm going to give Drake his praise today, just so you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm on some Drake shit today. After some amazing collabos that include Knife Talk and Jimmy Crooks, Drake and 21 Savage are coming together for a whole album called Her Loss. This album is Open this album opened number one on Billboard with 404,000 copies sold and gave Drake his 12th number one album, putting him third of all time behind the Beatles 19 and Jay Z's 14. And 21, his third number one album, it flooded the internet and social media with memes and quotes for days. But when you pull back all the fluff, how solid is this album? Okay, my pod friends, I'm gonna go with. Cody first. Did you listen? No. 
Six weeks, he did not listen to you guys. He's horrible. <laughs> Russell, did you listen? Man. He barely listened. Six weeks. Six weeks, you guys. Okay. Yeah, six weeks of hearing the same shit over and over on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. Yeah, I think I had a nerve. And that is... Uh... Okay, well, we're going to get right to the review then. Those are the pod thoughts. No, re- So you didn't listen to the whole thing? Nobody listened to the whole thing? No. Okay. Six got years it. I won't listen. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So, my three things about this album that I love. The first thing is how it is on brand, on theme for the album. So, when Jerk released his first album, his, not his first album, when he released the album Certified Lover Boy in September of 2021, no one expected it would be the beginning of a trilogy. But what he has done over the last 15 months has been telling a story to the tune of this sentence. I used to be a certified lover boy, but honestly, never mind. It's her loss. Now, while I've not listened to too much of CLB and I've only listened to four tracks once off of honestly, never mind. And they likely will never be turning on that album again. I can see the records on this album being made being mad toxic drake in 21 there are lines where drake says shit like fucking with your friends and she ain't tell tell you y'all ain't shit for real on major distribution or where he's or when he says don't listen to your friend's story when i had her alone she gonna try to put some extras on it take you out of your zone on spin about you big yikes or songs that are made to be for women like treacherous twins where 21 wants a girl to love him so much that he says would you die for me? Would you go at niggas next like a tie for me? Do the time when the crime you didn't do for me? Or do a crime when the time when it was loose for me? This album is... <laughs> not even acknowledging this term at times. But full-on toxic masculinity. And I love it. I love how it does not lose sight of that. Or even on the good songs. Even on the girl songs, they are being toxic. Even on songs like, I love you. But... Still, bitch, understand. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so perfect because they don't escape that that pocket that they're in. So and everybody take note: McCoy being canceled twelve ten at a ten fifty seven a.m. You can't cancel me. Do y'all hear me? I'm like David Ruffin, looking ass. Um. So, the second thing. It's a uh, Denzel. <laughs> One time, little baby. Shoot program, nigga. Looking ass. Um, so production is the second thing, man. These beats are insanely amazing. Like it just just never lets up, no matter the tempo or the type of song on here, man. There are the usual names for a Drake album. You got like Forty and Boy Wonder, and then there's the usual Twenty One collaborator Metro Boomin. But not only are they lacing us, but there are, you know, some. Other names like Take Keith and Vinyls, who's I'm, who I'm a fan of. Uh, we don't really speak on enough. Um, and a host of like lesser known people to keep the sound thumping yet cohesive. From the spacey bounce of on BS to the creepy slap that is major distribution. It's, it's all uh, music to ride to. So two of my favorite tracks sound like Drake experimenting with Lil Yachty, who was the executive producer and also, executive producer of the album and also co-producer on four tracks. 
and Playboy Cardi sound on Back Outside Boys and Jumbotron shit, uh, respectively. Everything about those sounds of production is bouncy and playful, but hard at the same time. Not to mention the sampling of Daft Punk, Daft Punk's One More Time on um, Circo Loco, and Drake paying homage to Dipset by sampling Real Niggas, which shares a sample of the OJs, I believe, in AZ and Nas's Mo Money, Mo Murder. So basically, on Middle of the Ocean. Basically, the internet said he sampled Mo Money, Mo Murder. But according to the liner notes, if we pay closer attention, he sampled Dipset, Real Niggas, which I believe sampled Mo Money, Mo Murder. <laughs> or, excuse me, more, more Murder, More Homicide. I'm thinking of More Money, More Problems. What the fuck? <laughs> more Murder, More Homicide is the name of the song by AZ. Off of Door Die, featuring Nas. Um, but the internet was having a great debate, like how he's just, it, it just shows that Drake is, even though people hate Drake and then call him pop and this shit, like Drake could always rap. If you listen to Middle of the Ocean, the nigga's dropping bars. It's just a, and it's no chorus and it's like a three minute song and he's just rapping entirely over the beat. Like, bro, the, the nigga's nice. We can hate, but the nigga, the nigga was spitting. The other thing that I really love about this album, the last part, I couldn't decide what I loved more. <laughs> So Drake spending a whole album talking about using drugs or a 21 album rapping the best I've ever heard him, period. So my love for being lit has never been hid. And on this album, I felt Mr. Graham's lyrics more than ever. He has so many tracks representing just being just being lit, just being high. And not off weed. I'm all, like high off drugs. But my favorite lines come from on on that bullshit where he's like, he breaks down the breaking down of a pill. <laughs> he says, damn, maybe I should do a 20. Maybe I should break that 20, do a 10. Maybe I should break the 10, do a 5. Then if shit gets live, do a 5 again. If he held his tongue on that live, he'd be alive again. First of all, I get, because the beat drops out for that part. If you know the song, the beat drops out. I get live every time when he do, when he do, when I hear that shit. And then he continues, damn, my uncle's sister knows she raised a real one, an ill one. It's been 30 minutes. I don't feel none. Oh shit, wait a minute. Think I'm starting to feel some. Where you get this motherfucking pill from? And like, not to mention in that same song, he says, pop the outer wall. I feel like I could lift a tree up. He snapped. I'm I'm very, I'm very satisfied with Drug Drake. I didn't even know this. I didn't even know nigga was on that. But I'm, I'm satisfied with him writing lyrics like this. It's very perfect for me. Then you have 21 Savage, rap, his rapping ability. I've never been a consistent fan. And even thinking he was, so monotone when he first came out. I literally was like, what the fuck? I reviewed the 21 Savage album on here in 2020. Savage Bowl 2. And gave it him a 7 and said it was mostly because of the production by Metro. Because his bars were lackluster to me. But something happened on this record. He was going crazy on multiple tracks and even outrapped Drake on a few. I, I'm going to say, people might disagree with me on this one, but I'm going to say Spin About You. And privileged rappers, in my opinion, he outrapped Drake, but that's, you know, that's how I feel. Um, but this is the super introspective and lyrical 21 Savage on 3AM on Glenwood that made me a fan officially. When he says, <clears throat> trials and tribulations, I faced them. Prosecutors probably want to case him. See my ops, I jump out and chase them. 
I ain't Charleston Wright, nigga. I would never mace them. Love for all my artists, nigga. I would never mace them. Shit, that's probably why they hate him. Trying to get my brother out of jail. I'm like, hey, Kim, cut from a different cloth. He can never break him. Look at my events. It made me wonder what they what I make them. But I, but I own my master, so I could never. But I can't do shit, but thank them. Video visits. He be smiling on FaceTime, passion. I'm talking with my hands. These ain't gang signs. You know, Larry Tayman or CJ, you ain't one of my braids on my neck, nigga. I ain't got no hang time. Nigga, I ain't got no kick it for you. Basically, they ain't trying to hang with none of you niggas. <laughs> bars. 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 I, the nigga was rapping, and I never heard 21 rap that well. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, and, and it, that's not, that's just one song. But that whole song is, you know, and the production on the song gives you classic boom bap rap. It's like you wouldn't expect him to be on that beat. You would expect Drake to be on that beat. It's, it's almost like Drake picked the, I don't know how it happened, but. In my head, I'm like, Drake gave him this beat and said, rap on this, because you're going to kill it. And he did. I don't know. I don't know, man. But it's this shit hard. And it's, it gives me, like, classic 90s boom bap, but, like, modernized. And it's perfect. Overall, this album is fire. There's not much of this album doesn't does bad, and it flows pretty well. We spend a lot of time trying to knock albums for not being super introspective or amazingly conscious. But this is the perfect album to ride and turn up to. If you were looking for something to throw on and get lit, this is the album. And it knows that. The only thing that could maybe be different is the fact that I often skip that last track. Um, I think it's called, now. Nah, I guess it's Fuck Me, whatever. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Well, not y'all, but the people. It was not the best way to end the experience. And it was just a very mid song to me. Um, it does not make this album horrible, but it definitely stops it from being perfect. Mix that with the fact that while good, it serves its purpose correctly. And I don't think that there, that this is anything that is going to shift the culture in any way. While it does serve its purpose, it's not something that's going to alter, in my opinion, how people rap. It's just a, it's just good, good in this pocket and what it do. But overall, I'm not going to lie. I would say this is a very solid nine. This is like top three Drake albums for me. And Drake has like 12, 13 albums. So. Say what you want about this. But to say that this is not a not good rap music is just you being biased to whatever type of rap you enjoy most, which is fine because we all do it at times. Nobody is obligated to like anything or love anything or hate anything you can all you can feel how you want to feel we are all humans we're all entitled to our little feelings or whatever the fuck but this is fire so if you know a person not listening to this just know it's their loss which is fitting for this pod <laughs> all right but that's my review um we, cody hello can you hear me i can hear you now yeah what happened okay i was talking before i thought you were just ignoring me no no Jerk. i couldn't i couldn't hear anything you were saying <laughs> i had to unplug and plug it back in i was like all right let's try this okay, um, i'm sorry contrary to what you were saying let's say this so you said that if you don't like this album you're just being biased to what music you do like but you're saying you do like this album so couldn't you also say that you're being biased to the same thing you could, but what are we 
what are we rating the rap on? Because I remember a time... All I'm saying is I'm taking that stiff half-court three-pointer looking away. All right. What no, I'm not. Wait, no, I'm hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute, Steph. Wait a minute, Steph, because you like now you're looking like Desmond Mason. Because I want to know what it... If there is no... If there is no specifics to rate rap on what are, what are we rating what are we rating shit on you tell me you came up with the demographics of like you, you don't like zone because you like your own music okay you well, like this album you can't because you like this music you can't <laughs> you, know? you can't really but you can't really argue because you didn't listen to it if you i'm not if, I, I know i'm just trying to put your point like you just i'm not saying about okay. anything about the album itself i'm just taking your point and just it okay. seems kind of silly what i'm looking exactly <laughs> what i'm looking at is this when I when we rate rappers, we're usually talking about bar, when we rate rap music. We usually there's some general things we're looking for, niggas to rap well, which they're doing on here. Niggas have bars, which they're doing on here. The production to be the production to have some level of variety but cohesiveness. None of these beat. None of these these beats go from hip hop to club to introspective, but to like woman tracks but they all are cohesive and none of it is done bad so i'm i'm trying to figure out i get what you're trying to say but i'm trying to figure out if we're rating rap because you have the people that you think are great you don't like drake that's fine but you have people that you think are great what are you rating them on because if you're, if you're rating them on bars if you're talking about jay cole you rate them on bars there's bars here if you're talking i mean you're just saying bars, though. You're not saying if they're good or bad, <laughs> or what kind they are, because coal bars and Drake bars are very different. And you see that? You see that, people? What kind of what kind of bars are they? I'm talking about the ability to rap, not what, not content. But I'm talking about the, the ability, ability to, rap. to rap good, the ability to rap bad. So the you don't ability to rap about not mopping up at Wendy's, or the ability to rap about you coming up from <laughs> nothing you... when he had a in ground screaming pool. You could you could rap about mopping at Wendy's. You could rap about you could rap about swimming in that big ass pool, but if your similes, your metaphors, your punchlines, if the shit is good, whatever you're talking about is no. good rap. It's how you it's, no see see for me it's more about authenticity and morals. And if you can't back up what you're rapping about, like it could be one line, but it depends who's saying it. You know, it's a whole different ball game. It could be one line, but it depends who's saying it. It's a whole different ball game. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's that's just me. I mean, I, I'm not gonna listen to somebody talk about Compton for a whole album that lives in Ohio. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you. I, I, I'm now. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Have you ever, have you even at a meet and greet? Have you ever met J Cole? No. Okay. Let me ask you this. What, I saw him though. Well, you saw him. You saw. I, I, I used my telescope and looked through, looking ass. Um. No, surface. So when you, when you say, what J Cole is doing, there's authentic authenticity to it. How do we know? How do we know? I don't even know. There's authenticity to Drake talking about drugs, but he's rapping about drugs well. Okay, well, that's part where when you were talking too that I probably wasn't heard as well, but I was, that's when I was like, you know, he's fake, right? <laughs> it's, oh yeah, for sure. Listen, bro, listen, Drake is See? like, that's what I'm saying. wait, You're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm not rating these motherfuckers on how real they are. I'm waiting on how they rap, bro. Drake, I don't. Drake like, is me, bit like 36. To me, to, to me, it's one and the same. 
but also like if you listen to J. Cole interviews and then listen to his songs, they match up. Like when he's talking about, I, I'll drive an Escalade, but I'll I don't care if it gets muddy and my shoes are all torn and stuff like that. Like, he, yeah, he's that humble now, you know. But then you got Drake talking about stuff that he doesn't even live by, and you know that, or he's trying to front. Okay, it's not for me. Do you, okay, <laughs> we could we could really go into this for a long time. I don't want to do too much, but I got my fist out. Let's. <laughs> so Michael, you know you were familiar with the the guy known as Michael Jackson, right? Russell, <laughs> Russell, you know you heard of, Russell, you heard of that? <laughs> Do you say formally? Uh, I, think I think I've heard of the guy. <laughs> okay, uh, kind of light, kind of light skin, well dark skin, all sounds, that. Okay, sounds a little familiar. Uh, <laughs> he was part of a group, a five spades or something. Oh, yeah, the Jackson know. Seven, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Coca Cola, right? Right, the Jenna Six had ass. Uh, Coke and Cola. <laughs> um, so he loved <laughs> artists. <laughs> well played. Loved artists. <laughs> Spoke, you know, was made songs about loving the world and all that shit. Loving little boys. He he didn't. <laughs> now he didn't, but they said he they said he touched them. I would like to ask you this question, sir. Michael Jackson had a voice, right? We all heard it. He was singing. Yeah, beautiful, many. beautiful, exactly. Multiple people. Yes, never talk to the man in the mirror, though. <laughs> <laughs> what are you getting at, man? Multiple people say that this voice was a facade. People oh, say, yeah, it, it was. Okay, okay, so listen to me. Listen to what I'm His saying. His little falsetto when he talks. He never said that to us. Other never, people had to be like, yo, this nigga's lying to y'all, bro. Well, he doesn't have, he, he, I don't think he really commented much on it. It was the fact that he was doing it. Okay. So, when I'm, I'm saying that to say this. When we're talking about how people act or behave in comparison to the music that they're making, he didn't sound like he sounded in his records, and they said he was touching boys. I don't. I personally don't know anything about that because I don't know Michael Jackson. I never met Michael Jackson. He's dead. I'm not gonna meet Michael Jackson. But he was on trial twice for touching. So, so how do we know what's real and what's fake? How do you know how authentic his music was to his personality, or who's lying about what? I'm not. But the point is, we don't have to know That's because I'm a not. A whole different argument to what I was saying. I'm not concerned about how their music connects to them as a human being because I don't know them as a human being. I can't rate them as a human being based on anything that they're saying in that music because they could be completely so you, different. So you listen to R. Kelly? Russell, change that cancel time. You. Change that cancel time because I because change the cancel time, Russell. That's all I'm going to say. Change the cancel time. It's, it moved up to right here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna say I, dude why Russell sound like that one guy's like what's your profanity <laughs> I ain't gonna say I do and I ain't gonna say I don't well you kind of said you do I kind of did because it's on my phone right now in the same way that Michael Jackson what? didn't say or said that he talks you know so in, in conclusion me and Cody don't agree but I love Cody all the all the more Check out that Drake album. Also, check out whatever Cody's listening to. Cody, what are you listening to right now? Because it ain't Drake. What are you listening to currently? I really want to know. I just told Russell. Lumineers. Lumineers? By who? Is that, wait, is that the group? No. Yeah. Okay. Lumineers. What is the yeah, album? What is the, what is the album that you are listening to currently? Actually, uh, I'm just listening to them on random, but they got 
um, this album called Cleopatra that I really want to sit down and listen to. And Siri just informed me they got like this two hours some long, like uh, almost like a movie or something like that with all their songs and it tells a story and something like that. So I'm really interested in that. But it's kind of like full hipster music or something, 1021. Well, okay. I guess it wouldn't be 1021 if you're not from Milwaukee, so I don't know what you got. <laughs> 106 and some other shit. Find um, it, bitch. Find it. <laughs> so, yeah, listen to either Her Loss or the Lumineers album that Cody just mentioned. Either way, enjoy your music. Now it's time for Russell Prostitutes. All right. So. <laughs> Let's talk about porn. Uh, which is your favorite? <laughs> whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> wait, 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 stop. I thought I actually had a really good segment today. Well, what's wait, a real first? Wait, 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 are we really about to talk about porn? No, we're not. I'm okay, uh, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Whatever, whatever, man. Put the lotion away, though. <laughs> Hands smell nice. Look at that. <laughs> Seriously, um, since this is the season for many different holidays for different cultures, I wanted to talk about not necessarily the reason for the season, but maybe some things to keep us in this season. Quantum um, looking at. Sorry. Some positive directions in the midst of seemingly many depressing, saddening, frustrating stories, posts, etc. So how about some mental health resilience and some stress relief? Let's go. All right, so this time of year, most everyone seems to be rushing out to grab material items for their loved ones, parents for children who are fairly new to the season and are easily swayed by trends and peer pressure. Um, you got grandparents having half knowledge of all the newfangled items their <laughs> grandkids may want, um, men and women breaking themselves for the ones they love and care about, working overtime, sleeping under time, terrible eating habits, and myriad other similar situations that may be familiar or foreign to us, but override the true meaning of the season. And currently, I'm taking a shot of my Dayquil right now. <laughs> oh, funny, because I just took a shot of my gin. <laughs> Happy yeah. Saturday. All right. <laughs> Kyrie didn't take the shot. So, um, uh, <laughs> but I know what you're going to say. Except for you, Kyrie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, I know what you're going to say. So, how do we not succumb to the drowning and the hustle and bustle, Russell? Uh, <laughs> He said, Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> Go. Cold Daniel Tosh. Don't worry, baby birds. I'm going to feed you. Um, <laughs> there was this um, post online that I saw um, that kind of led me down a rabbit hole of such um, regarding like stress relief and, and mental health and, and things of that nature. And one of the, the articles I, I read had some pretty good points. So um, let's go over a few of those. Um, one, the first thing to state was acknowledging your emotions. I mean, it seems simple enough, right? But for some reason, it seems to be a difficult thing for most people to do. Admitting and accepting how you feel has been made to seem like a trait of weakness, especially for men. Um, we've talked about this before in regards to having mental and emotional too, as well as breaking the stereotypes of men not being capable of accepting and acknowledging and even... Um, understanding their emotions. Uh, I think we can all agree that it takes a strong individual to really accept their feelings while not wallowing in them. I, and I think that's that's the main point to avoid is the wallow in them. 
It is okay to feel things, happiness, sadness, even depression, anger, etc. Uh, it is okay to feel hurt, but it's also proper to do something about that hurt, whether it's expressing those feelings to loved ones and or the person that hurts you or allowing yourself to simply feel those emotions in their entirety to heal and move forward. Where we get stuck is allowing those feelings to lord over us and cause us to be stagnant. I saw uh, an Instagram video that this guy was saying, like, you know, he's got a... Oh, sorry, my brain's all fuzzy because of this cold that I'm coming over, and I'm mm -hmm. trying to remember what he was saying. But if something like he... If he tells his girl how he's feeling, then she feels hurt. Mm. But if he keeps it in, then she's happy. But right. then he's he's not doing good then. Right. And it's like, damn. So it's like what you were just saying. I'm like, yes, absolutely, 100%. But you also got to, or the girl's got to remember too, to like be that piece, you know? Mm -hmm. It's got to be mutual because you can't just be like, tell me what you're feeling and then just release hell. And it's like, you know, it's got to be, you know, it's a tricky battle. Right. And then you have some relationships where the dynamic is, um, and, and I hate to, to say it because it just it just from personal experience, the woman states that she wants to know your emotions, wants to know how you're feeling um, as far as being vulnerable and things of that nature. And then when you do, it's like it's loaded in a gun to be shot at you later on. Mm -hmm. it, um, and it, that's where, you know, proper communication and proper boundaries and things come into play. Um, so definitely um, being open and honest with your partner is a great thing. Um, you just have to make sure that you have that type of partner. Um, and some, some it doesn't work for some couples. And, you know, it's, I'm not preaching that everybody should engage in that, but um, at least have a healthy line of communication with your partner. You know what I mean? And take Absolutely. accountability. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, Definitely. Definitely. So a part of this process of acknowledgement and acceptance I found was called taking your emotional temperature, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. Taking time out to name your emotions um, when you get the chance, giving yourself some time to reflect, whether um, you choose to do it at the beginning of your day to kind of start your day off. Um, goes well with like repeating a mantra or some self-esteem improving settings, which um, I, I, I highly recommend for those who are suffering for, from um, like low self-esteem, low self-image, it, it really does help uh, personal experience. Um, or if you choose to do this at night or wherever, whenever you decide to like journal or collect your thoughts, um, I think it's it's just a positive thing to get into the habit of doing, to really establishing what you feel, how you feel, when you feel. Um, if you find that you need some type of metric or help in doing so, there are so many different tables and other tools online that are just a simple Google search away. I personally have... I'm oh, going? No, oh, sorry. I was late. I was just going to say order YouTube. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, so many different um, search engines and devices that you can... Um, use to really find what you want. Um, it, it's a, a, a great day and also a scary day for technology. <laughs> yeah. Everything green is salt. Yeah. Right. Um, I've gotten in the habit of, of just speaking nicely to myself 
and about myself. Because uh, you, you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. Like when they think of themselves, when they when they uh, refer to themselves, the language can be rather harsh or rather um, depressing, rather hurtful. And it really made me pay attention to how others speak to me and how I speak to others and how I speak to myself, um, especially having gone through my situation and just like realizing how people actually felt. Um, it was a strange revelation and manifestation of the relationships that I thought I had with people and what relationships mm. I actually had with people. Yeah, somewhat recently, like, I don't know, a couple months ago or something like that, maybe just under, I don't know. I just thought about, I mean, this is probably T.S.'s fault, that motherfucking bitch. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, fuck you, T.S., but, like, I mean, you jabbed me, but unknowingly but you kind of helped me unknowingly you got her <laughs> He's god a, damn you uh, <laughs> see got her um see i just, you I know just I feel her. like i wasn't really uh truly happy and i'm just like looking into my future like i'm not going to be happy or live a happy life or anything like that or smile authentically or laugh genuinely or anything like that if i'm not doing anything about it and i it took me sitting down and thinking about this. And I'm like, I, I kind of unknowingly was waiting for things around me to change to make me mm. happy. And that is the dumbest shit ever. If you ever do that, that's no, you can't know what you're in control of, and that's yourself. Yeah. So yeah. I I just tried to start with baby steps and like step on, like, I got to be more positive. That's, that's the biggest thing. It, yeah. It's the first step, but it's a huge step. And I'm like, so anything I did, like, um, you know, I just started to think about, well, what came good of the situation or what was, you know, even like um, when Junior was having a temper tantrum in the morning and I got to take him to school, I came back, got settled with breakfast and started work. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? It was hard to think about. I'm like, sorry, difficult to think about, but I thought, you know, I got to spend time with him. So that's a positive. Right. And I got Why? to take him to school. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Stupid Jew. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by Cody. Right. <laughs> they uh, reflect the pod fully. <laughs> they reflect the pod. All right. Uh, so whether I'm with people or you know just in the mirror with you know just just myself, I give myself some encourage, some encouragement and kind words because. At one point, I used to really speak very badly about myself. So I'm destroying all of that fragile, damaged ground and laying a stronger foundation in myself one day at a time. And that's the main point, is that um, just take it one day at a time. Um, not trying to do everything all at once, because it, it makes it seem like you're not doing anything, and it also makes, you harder to, makes it harder to continue in the path of being more positive if you focus on everything at once. Take it little by little, day by day, as much as you can do um, at once um, without trying to overwhelm yourself and, and getting everything together. It's like when you when you work out. Um, you want to focus on, on one thing at first until you get into a rhythm and know how to really move your body. So it, it's the form first um, and then the function there follows, um, to quote a, a Lupe bar. Um, so foundation is always important. 
and then what you lay on that is just as important. But you want to get that foundation down there first. Another good thing is to try and find those connections that boost your mood or hold you accountable. As uh, Cody said, uh, friends, family members, significant others, even those online acquaintances that we come across, uh, seeking out those who are truly close to us um, grants us that safe space to really explore our feelings and know for sure um, how we're handling things. Um, especially those we know won't betray us by either leaking that information or holding valuable advice and concern from us. We often look for just the coddling and not the correction, but both are truly necessary. We can often be stuck in a rut and trapped in our own way of thinking. So having others whom we can depend on um, can offer other perspectives that can aid in not only changing our outlook, but also see things from an outside angle to destroy that illusion that we've built up of how we see things at times. Mm, damn. I know one of the things I personally suffer from is not being able to see the big picture. I'm very detail oriented when it comes to most anything. And sometimes I forget to adjust my view to a broader landscape to see how it affects the big picture. Um, so I have people in, in my life who um, can step back and step away from things and see things from the big picture to help me not be so laser focused. You know, things like that. You, 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 you probably know how you look at things, how you approach things. And so having someone in your corner who um, not necessarily is the opposite, but can see things from a different perspective gives you that added edge to be able to um, plan better, to, um, to look at things uh, in a direction that doesn't always cause you to feel heavy. Um, so just having those people in your life is is a great um, tool, a great or a great uh, set of resources that can not only strengthen you, but strengthen your bond with them. And then here's a big one, and that's what she said. Um, another thing <laughs> to try is, uh, is being patient, being patient with yourself and with others, learning to be more patient. It's, it's a difficult thing because a lot of us, aren't innately patient. It's, it really is something you have to work at. Um, being more patient, being more tolerable um, of yourself is the most important um, because we can be the hardest upon ourselves. Um, we are our worst critics because we spend so much time with ourselves. Even in even in not spending the proper time with us, we still spend a lot, a lot with ourselves. So we see things from a skewed view and we can be rather harsh on ourselves. Not everything deserves an immediate or a demonstrative response or action. Um, we know this life is challenging. Challenges come and go as such is life. So we may face some adversity, some stress, some annoyances, but not focusing on those things that we can't affect or can't change will definitely reduce some of the stress we encounter. Does it suck sometimes because we want things to be different? Of course, but it is imperative that we release those things we cannot control or change so it doesn't weigh heavy on our minds and hearts. 
everybody with me so far? <laughs> yes, yes. <clears throat> Just doing self-reflection as you speak, so yeah. good job, Russell Prosody. <laughs> <laughs> right. You son so of a bitch. Be- no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, with the, the mental fortitude and health portion, uh, let's quickly go over some, some stress handling tips. Uh, I ran across another article um, that kind of gave me like a good list of things that we'll kind of go through quickly. Um, number one, which appears to be common sense, but we fail to do so, but say no to stressful situations, meaning those situations and duties you know will be added stress if it is possible to decline and avoid them, do so. Um, of course, there may be some family functions you can't avoid or some work situations that you have to wade through, but for the most part, let your no mean no and your yes mean yes for your sanity. Also, uh, you can avoid family gatherings. Do not go if you do not need to. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily family gatherings, but family functions. Like, there may be times that you have to do stuff for your soon-to-be wife or child that may be stressful because of the situation, but it's not something that you can necessarily avoid. Um, but sure. finding a way to kind of get through it um, to maintain your sanity is is better than just focusing on the things that stress you out. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> no, because, I mean, I think it was in, in the group chat, but I think I you were probably busy or something like that. But uh, T.S. and I were talking about this, and I was like, uh, you know, I uh, there's times where it's like I can't do this, and Sue's like, okay, then we're not doing it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about family events, stuff like that, or if, like, we're at something and all of a sudden like anxiety hits or something and I'm just like, I gotta go. She's like, all right, I'll get the kids. We're getting shoes on, you know? So it's like, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm very thankful for her to acknowledge the, you know, mental health factor and mm-hmm. us being on the same page too. But I guess if you're not on the same page as your partner and stuff like that, then yeah, listen to us. No, <laughs> all right. Number two, don't devalue the ability to pause and just breathe. Breathing is a part of many martial arts, many different exercises, meditations, yoga, etc., which proves the importance of being able to pause and allow your body to reset itself with a few deep breaths and focus on relaxing. Simple, yet effective. Three, guard your mind, guard your mouth. As I've stated before, I've been very mindful of how I speak to and how I refer to myself, and I try to be very deliberate about what I say to boost and push myself. Uh, The many studies I've come across have been very clear on on how negative self-talk can affect every facet of your life. Um, I've heard the the saying that it takes seven positive things to override one negative thought. So slow down, be intentional, be upfront, be prepared. And that's not a Lion King reference. Number four, don't fall for the same old trap. Identify patterns and actions that develop more stress. If something easily pushes your buttons, then remove it or give it less attention, which speaks to what Cody was just saying. Number five, take a break. We often work ourselves to the max and burn ourselves out because we don't take the necessary breaks to function properly, to take a step back from those things. Call in sick, use your PTO, personal time, go on vacation, sleep in, etc. all for the sake of maintaining your sanity. Okay. Six, 
Be fiscally intelligent. The saying is the love of money is the root of all evil. So work on maintaining a budget. Money issues can cause all times all kinds of mayhem. Living within your means seems simple enough, but we don't realize how much we actually compare ourselves with others at times. As far as progress, uh, as far as progress, excuse me, um, material possession, income, etc. This comparison can be good to push to strive for more, but can be dangerous if allowed to become an obsession or a shackle. Number seven, learn to let go of things beyond your control. This will really mess with your mind and pack on the stress. Practice love, compassion, forgiveness, and forgetfulness. You can love people from a distance. You can have compassion for the situation. Uh, you may need to forgive them or yourselves to remove the burden from yourself. And some things you simply just need to forget and move past. It may not be easy, but the release is, is worth the release. That's what she said. Mm. So these points and methods, once again, just as a disclaimer, may not be for everyone. It may not suit everyone, but my hope is by listening to this and doing your own due diligence that you find at least one thing that can lighten your load, uh, pause, and make your days brighter and brighter day by day, even just a little bit. In this season, be good to each other, and most importantly, be good to yourselves. McCoy? I have a question for you, Russell. Out of those sure. seven things you just stated, what you might practice them all, but is there one that you have used if you were, would be so kind as to share one that you have used more than others to really uh, center yourself? I'd say there was, there's two. Okay. Um, one is um, the guard your mind, guard your mouth. Um, I'm really big on speaking well to yourself, speaking positive things to the, to the atmosphere, speaking life into yourself. Um, that's something that I really focused on for about a year or two, um, just just laser focused on it, just to 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 get myself out of a, a situation that I felt I was like drowning in, and just really pushing myself to encourage myself and to to think highly um, and positively about myself really pushed me out of that situation. Um, the other one was learning to let go of things beyond my control. Um, There's a saying back when I was like really heavy into the uh, the science of women in dating. Um, one of the pH balances and shit. <laughs> the one of the things that really um, stood out to me was um, um, the idea or the notion of suffering. Um, the past makes you suffer because it's already gone. And there's nothing you can do about it. The future makes you suffer because you can prepare, but you can't control it um, as you would, would want to. So the thing that you have to really work to do is be in the present. Um, it's all about being present, being in the moment type of thing um, so that life doesn't pass you by. And it was an interesting concept because you never really think about the past and the future making you suffer. Um, but it also made me really think on being deliberate as well as learning to let go of things that I could not control. Um, the past happened. It happened, and there may be a reason for it. Um, it may have been a fault of mine or a fault of other people or just how life is, but there's nothing I can do to change it at this point. I'm here in the present now, and all those things that I 
did or was done to me in the in the past is something that I can now release and let go of because it doesn't define who I am today. I define who I am today. Um, and so that was something that I, I really worked on in conjunction with that um, speaking life into myself that really kind of got me to where I am, really centered, really matured me um, and made me seek better things for myself. Okay. Well, shout out Russell for another uh, amazing Russell prosody. Um, I don't have no fucked up story of the week, but I do have a fun fact. Fucked up story of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Fucked up story of the day. Um, I have a fun fact. Texas is the only state that permits residents to cast absentee ballot votes from space. So Hmm. niggas on spaceship and it's residents. You think Florida would too? Why, Why Florida? Because they also have uh, space energy. Oh, well, the shit. What about uh, Alabama? They got the rocket place there. Rocket man? What are you talking about? Alabama doesn't have anything smart. Right. Every time I think, every time I talk about this, I'm like, I don't. How is that? Why is it in Alabama? Huntsville, Alabama has like the rocket, NASA rocket, like place or some shit like that. But it's in, it's in Huntsville, Alabama. There's a lot of places. So. <laughs> Anywho, that has been episode. <laughs> One Siggy 19 of Not Please Correct. I am your boy, Rue McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. I am on Twitter at Rue McCoy KPZ and on Snapchat at Rue McCoy Rebel. Cody. Oh, Cody. Yes. You already know what it is. <laughs> and on that note, get.